Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I'm your host. We're working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is X, and X is for Xenerotica. Now, please, I'm apologizing. I have a bit of a cold and a scratchy throat, so my voice may not sound as good today, but I didn't want to delay putting out the podcast, so please bear with me. Xenerotica is being turned on by strangers. People who are into this often find themselves in interesting situations. Some of these situations can be very high risk, like meeting with someone on Tinder or online and going and having sex with them without doing any background research or even letting friends or family know where you're going to be. Other situations can bring the strange and mysterious to an already established relationship. Surprise and mystery are important parts of keeping a relationship exciting. It's, of course, easy in the beginning because you don't know each other all that well, so there's always something new to learn. It can become really difficult to recreate mystery when you've been in a relationship with someone for a few years or more, but it's essential if you want to keep things fiery. Now, you don't necessarily just have to change your look. You can bring new activities or new parts of yourself to the relationship, and that will spice things up again. However, it can be interesting to turn yourself into a stranger. My favorite example of bringing the strange or a stranger to an already established relationship comes from the book Nine and a Half Weeks. In this book, E's partner has her register at a hotel, and when she arrives, she finds a number of packages. There are instructions to dress in the clothing that she fi- and the things she finds in the packages. And when she's dressed, she's dressed as a man. She's dressed in full male drag, including facial hair. She then goes and meets her partner in the hotel bar. Her partner almost doesn't recognize her. She's truly become a stranger. But it really isn't as difficult to become a stranger as you might think. You don't have to change sex. Sometimes all you need to do is change your style and the way you present to a partner. You could start by changing your hairstyle. But if you don't want to change your day-to-day style, a good wig can do wonders to completely transform your look. 
Add a new style of clothing and your partner may barely recognize you. Of course, you want to look your sexiest. Don't forget you're trying to seduce your partner. So create the hottest, sexiest stranger that you know your partner will want to fuck and then arrange a date night. Don't forget to let your partner that you're going to change your appearance. Another way to bring a stranger into your relationship is to engage in role play together. Role play teaches you things about yourself and each other as well as being lots and lots of fun. You can cultivate a variety of characters and then your partner can really indulge in some xenerotica by having sex with lots of strangers. Role play can seem really daunting. Many people worry about looking stupid or foolish. Um, I did an article um, some time ago for yourtango.com about how to do role play without feeling silly or stupid or like an idiot. Role play is supposed to be fun. Laughter is a part of role play. Sometimes the scene works and is smoking hot and other times it will just seem like a comedy. You've got to be able to laugh. You've got to be able to let the serious go in order to make role play really successful. If you're interested in learning about role play, you can grab my free ebook or why not join me for my workshop, Casanova Secret. Email me at drlauribeth at a to z of sex.com for details of both. That's D R L O R I B E T S. B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z or Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com for details. True xenerotica involves having sex with strangers. For many people, this means meeting someone on Tinder or another dating app like Naughty and hooking up with little or no interaction to get to know each other. These folks are not looking for relationships they're looking for exciting anonymous sex. Why is this so exciting? Well, there are more reasons than you might think. First, sex with a stranger allows you to be anyone. So you step away from any preconceptions and into the experience as a new person. You can step away from all your normal patterns. You can step away from your perceived negative parts. You can walk into the experience as all the best parts of you or as someone else entirely. And since you're not planning on seeing this person again, you really don't have to worry about what they think and it feels less of a risk. It always feels a much higher risk to show something new or to tell someone a secret about you to someone who is very close to you, because if they are not comfortable with this, if they laugh or are disgusted or reject you, you lose a very important relationship. Whereas with a stranger, it doesn't really matter. So sometimes that's a good place to actually try things out. 
Sex with a stranger will allow you to try out a fantasy you might be worried is way too way out or that you think your partner may not like or you're too embarrassed to talk to anyone who knows you about it. If you find you enjoy enacting the fantasy, you can learn to talk to a partner about it. If it doesn't go well, you walk away from the experience without any baggage. Of course, there are risks to this because um, if your fantasy is one in which you could actually get harmed, enacting this with someone who you don't know and isn't invested in your safe and unharmed mentally and physically is dangerous. So you need to make sure when you're making your choices that you choose wisely. Sex with a stranger can be great when you're horny, but you don't want a relationship, especially if you've just had a bad breakup. You can work out your frustrations without worrying about any ongoing relationship. The unknown and potentially dangerous part of sex with a stranger means that your biochemistry changes and have an adrenaline rush. There can be a dopamine increase and there can even increase in the release of oxytocin. And all of this can make sex a more intense experience and cause a more intense high. Now, if you wanted to have sex with a stranger with less risk, as long as you're having safe sex, and if you have fantasies that involve BDSM, for example, that you don't want to share with a partner, you could go see a professional. That's a stranger who's focused on what you desire and what you need. Many people haven't thought of it that way. When you go have sex with a stranger that um, where you're both trying to get something out of it, then having both your needs met complicates things, can make it more fun, it can make it more interesting. It can also mean that you don't get some of what you want out of the experience. However, if you see a professional, that changes things. Now, some jurisdictions, professionals, seeing a professional is not legal. So you need to make sure that you're careful and you need to make sure that you are not placing yourself at even further risk. The research shows men are still far more willing to have sex with strangers than women are even in the dig digital age. And this seems to be because of the obvious things like physical danger and worries about pregnancy. In Indonesia, there's a festival devoted to sex with strangers called the Pan Festival. The ritual requires strangers to have sex seven times over 35 days next to or on this particular mountain where there's a shrine in order for the ritual to be complete. What's interesting is that the people who engage in this ritual are usually not single. Some married people don't tell their spouses they're going to the shrine and having sex with a stranger. And some do. Sometimes both of them don't tell each other, but they both go. All of this is done in order to ensure good luck for the coming year. The ritual starts with more prayers and a cleansing, and then finally the sex. Um, and I understand that there is an alternative to sex, which is karaoke, which seems even stranger. 
And that, um, so on this mountain, there are also places where you can go and sing karaoke as well. I think the most bizarre part of this ritual is that devout Muslims will take part and religious leaders will turn to blind eye, even though clearly adultery is going on. And in Islam, adultery is not acceptable. Sex workers also turn up on the mountain to offer their services for those who have not found partners. And this is a particular time where they can earn an awful lot of money. Um, and so many do that in order to send money back to their families. In the LGBTQ plus world, homosex was extremely popular once upon a time and appears to be having a resurgence. In the days before we knew about AIDS, gay men had the bathhouses. Now they still exist. And for those of you who don't know, bathhouses are places that really are designed primarily for anonymous sex rather than public bathing. The most compact ones had 10 to 20 small rooms and lockers. And the ornate ones house theme rooms, steam rooms, saunas, and lots of space. Most of them have a sauna or a steam room, lockers, and some space. Because of legalities, people pay what's called a membership fee, and that's usually paid on the day, and that's for the use of the facilities. Prostitution is specifically banned. I won't go through the history of bathhouses in this podcast, but we'll save that for another day. Suffice it to say that men have been meeting in bathhouses since Greek and Roman times. Glory holes are holes in the wall, which usually are in bathroom cubicles, where a man will push his penis through and the person on the other side will perform oral sex, or sometimes a hand job, or even present an asshole for anal sex. And then there's cottaging, which comes from the UK and is when men have anonymous sex in public restrooms or they cruise to meet other men to have anonymous sex with somewhere else. In this case, they meet in the restroom and they leave and find another place to have sex. Because some of this can be against the law, it adds extra spice and it seems to be one of the attractions of cottaging. Recent research done by OkCupid on their very large membership, found that between 10 and 15% of its user base was looking for casual sex, and many of these for anonymous sex. Jana Brangalova, who created the casualsexproject.com, which collects stories about casual sex and information about people's experiences of casual sex, has found that often people still feel bad the day after anonymous sex and mores rather than uh, because they had a bad experience. In these cases, cases, shame has tarnished the experience. If you are inclined to engage in anonymous sex, do some personal shame busting before heading out on the prowl. Take the time to consider how you might feel and look at the things that cause you to feel shame. Check out where the shame comes from and combat it if you can. If you're having problems combating shame, that's the time to see a therapist or a coach. 
Before you head out, don't forget to protect yourself by being risk aware. Having sex with a stranger is a high risk activity. So that's why I'm not saying by being safe. You're not going to be safe per se because it's a high risk activity. And that's fine. You just need to be risk aware. So you're making good, solid choices. Know this when you decide to engage that this is a high-risk activity. To lower your risks, make sure that a family member or a friend knows where you'll be and when you're expected home. Take a note from the BDSM player's book and set up a safe call. A safe call is where you have a friend or family member telephone you at a certain time to ensure you are safe. You pick a phrase that means you're fine and one that means you're not so fine. So when you answer the phone, you can easily let the person know, your friend know, how you are without letting the person you're with know what you're saying. The limitations of this, of course, is if you're relying on mobile communication, we still don't have perfect signal everywhere. So it may be that you're not able to receive the safe call. So don't rely on that to feel 100% comfortable that you're not going to end up in any kind of a difficult situation. Practice safe sex. Bring condoms, dental dams, and gloves. And bring extra. And bring lube. You might want to have sex more than once, so make sure you have plenty. Even though rough sex in the alley may have an extra kick, if you want to lower your risk, choose to rent the hotel or motel room so people are more likely to notice if something's wrong. Robert wrote in and asked, is going to a bathhouse a good way to experience with gay sex for the first time? Bathhouses can be really intense environments, noisy places and full of delicious sex. If you're happy to jump in at the deep end, it might be a great place to experiment. However, in my experience, if you're experimenting with something, it can be easier to do it in a place where you have the space and time to go slowly and enjoy every minute, or if it isn't going well, where you have the space to, to take a step back and rethink. A more familiar environment is sometimes more comfortable. But then if you're going to do that, you don't really want to invite a stranger to your home. So think through all the options before deciding where it is you want your experimentation to take place. Perhaps if you're familiar with a local hotel or a local motel, it's in a familiar part of the city, it's not too far from home, that would suffice for adding familiarity. Martha wrote in asking about dating apps for hookups. She wanted to know what the best apps are for hookups. Thanks for writing in, Martha. Most of the dating apps can be used for hookups, and most of them are. Be Naughty was rated the best hookup app in 2017 by 10bestdatingsites.com. It seems to be better for heterosexuals from the descriptions. Adult Friend Finder has been around for a long time and still presents with lots of good options. But many of the people I've spoken to recommend Tinder or use OkCupid still. 
I'd love for you to write to me with your stories about Xenoronica this week, and I'll share my favorites when I get to Z or Z. Thanks for joining me for the A to Z of sex. Please write to me with suggestions for the show, questions you want answered at drlorybeth at a to z of sex.com. That's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com. Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out my YouTube channel. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on YouTube. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Dr. Bisbee, and Facebook, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Join me for a free teleseminar on the 20th of September. That's Wednesday, the 20th of September. Three secrets to comfortably and confidently explore what arouses, excites, and ignites you in and out of bed. The link to join is https colon forward slash forward slash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com forward slash the number three dash secrets forward slash. The link is in the podcast notes this week. I'll see you next week when the letter will be Y, and Y is for Yoni. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes, and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A T O. Z-O-F-S-E-X to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.